all ninjas, calling all ninjas. It's time for Lime Ninja Radio. Today on Lime Ninja Radio. I want to make sure you all know about the Midcoast Lyme Disease Support and Education Conference. This year's theme is Empowering the Patient, and that means you. It'll be Friday, April 26th in 2019. That's coming up from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. It's absolutely free. So if you can get yourself up to the Augusta Civic Center, which is in Augusta, Maine, the doors open at 7 a.m. I'm speaking there and a ton of other awesome speakers will be there. Dr. Tom Moorcroft, Pat Smith from Lyme Disease Association, Dr. Darren Ingalls is going to talk about his book, Dr. Robert Bransfield and all the work he's done with psychiatric parts of Lyme disease, Professor Holly Ahern from the Lyme Action Network, Bob Gaguer from Igenix. The list just goes on and on and on. I'm excited to finally meet Greg Kirk. We had an awesome interview with him a while back. So please, April 26th, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., Augusta Civic Center in Augusta, Maine. I will see you there. This podcast is sponsored by the Lime Ninja Symptom Tracker. I'm so excited to tell you about our new Lime Ninja Symptom Tracker. One of the things I hear over and over again, whether it's talking to a patient in my office or consulting over the phone with a client, is just how difficult it is to keep track of progress on their Lyme journey. Recording symptoms daily or even weekly gives them too many data points. There are so many ups and downs, twists and turns that at some point they get lost and confused. The Lyme Ninja Symptom Tracker takes all the guesswork out of tracking symptoms with a simple monthly questionnaire. Once a month is the perfect interval to see if that new supplement or protocol is working. Right now, when you take the Symptom Tracker questionnaire, we give you a simple composite score for the month. But we have big plans and the data you enter will not be lost as we roll out new features. Best of all, it's free. Just head on over to LimeNinjaRadio.com slash tracker and sign up. That's LimeNinjaRadio.com slash tracker. You'll be glad you did. Join us every Thursday on iTunes for the latest episode of Lime Ninja Radio. Hello, I'm your host and Lime Journey Guide, McKay Rippey, and this is episode number 226. And this one's going to be a little bit different, and I'll tell you about that in a bit. But please welcome our show producer and the brains behind Lime Ninja Radio, Aurora. Hello. And in this episode, you're going to learn three main things. The three phases in recovering from Lyme disease. The nine steps you must take on your Lyme journey and how this one simple tool can help you get Lyme free. Thank you, Aurora. And a big shout out to all you longtime Lyme Ninjas. You're the reason we have half a million downloads. Aurora and I really appreciate you tuning in. And we'd like to welcome all the new listeners out there. Welcome to Lime Ninja Radio. You are now officially a Lime Ninja. Yes, and hello to everybody. As you know, Lyme disease is an international problem, and each week we have listeners join you from all over the world. This past week, we've had listeners tune in from Australia to Ireland and from South Africa to Spain. Okay, now at this point in the podcast, usually Aurora gives us a bio of the person who's I'm interviewing, except this week, Aurora and I are going to have a conversation. Maybe she's going to interview me. We're not quite sure exactly how this is going to work out yet, yeah. 
but we're going to be talking about our new project, which is the Lime Map or the Lime Journey. What's it called? I don't even know. The Lime Journey Roadmap. There we go. It's a brand new name. Let me say that again. Lime Journey Roadmap. What we've discovered is most people have a protocol in mind that they may be following, but do not have an overarching plan. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So here we go. So when we started Lime Ninja Radio four years ago. A little bit more, right? Wait. Five years it's going, ago? It's going on five. It's It'll going be five on this five. Well. It And really 226 is. episodes. Yeah. And if we weren't slackers and missed a few, <laughs> we'd be a few higher up there. But anyway, forgive us. Oh, well. When we, were, when we were first starting, we were just trying to absorb as much information as possible. Right. And I remember that because I came in not knowing anything about Lyme disease, and you came in not knowing very little about Lyme disease. And what quickly became a theme was people fell lost. And now that I think about it, we started calling the healing process, the process of healing from Lyme, a Lyme journey very quickly. Yes, I picked that up on a Facebook group somewhere. Did you? I really liked it. Yes. Yeah. It's not my invention, it's somebody else's, but it's definitely a journey. And it's mostly a journey in the dark. Bumping into things, falling into potholes, bumping into trees, until the light goes on and something works. Often it seems like randomly. Part of this project is to try and take some of that randomness out of it and put the light on early so there's not as much struggle. That's that's what we're trying to do. That's what we want to do with this podcast. We're going to introduce our Lime Journey Roadmap. It's a download that you can get a look at. We're going to be including a lot more information as the weeks go on, frameworks, worksheets to fill out to help you really get clear on the three phases of Lyme disease, of treating Lyme Mm -hmm. disease successfully. And after going through all these episodes, what we have boiled it down to are three phases. One, reboot. Two, remove, and I'm going to say all the infections. And let's put remove in scare quotes here as well. Because we've been doing this long enough that it's yeah. not that simple. Right. Don't don't send us hate mail here. We know you may not ever remove every single thing, and it may not be a good thing. Our bodies have all kinds of viruses and fungi and bacteria living in us all the time. And some people are healthy and some people are overwhelmed, but we want to remove the overwhelming majority of them. So if you have a better R word for remove, we're, we're open to hearing that. But remove is, is the basic idea, right? And those are all the herbal antibiotics and antibiotics and antiparasitics and antifungals and so forth and so on. And then the last phase. Okay. So we're back. So reboot, remove, and the last is restore. And this is what we hear over and over and over again. Even if people get ahead of the infections they have, a lot of them have been sick for so long and fighting for so long, they have to build back up their strength so that then they can go on to work. So those three phases are absolutely critical. And they're 
things that need to be done on each of those phases. It's not just that simple. Oh, well, what do you do to reboot? Well, there are lots of different strategies to reboot. But the main thing that I've found, Aurora, in talking with people, and they say this for all chronic illnesses, like nobody plans to get cancer. Nobody plans to have a stroke. Nobody plans to get Lyme disease, right? You're parachuted in. Now, the difference is with Lyme disease, if you have cancer, you're parachuted in, but there's a whole protocol, there's a whole big roadmap of what you're supposed to do. You may not like what you're supposed to do, but the doctors are going to say, here's what you do. And you have a nutritionist and you have a counselor and you have end of life if it's that bad support with things like hospice. I mean, there's so many established pathways within there. There's a roadmap. And again, you may not like it. You may seek alternative pathways, alternative treatments, things like that. But the support is there. But the support is there. Lyme disease, there's none of that. Yep. None. Absolutely none. Which is why people- It's crazy. And that's why so many people are so very, very angry and upset. And march on Washington, D.C. and the CDC and probably their doctor's office if they could. I don't blame them. But there just isn't one there. So you need to do it yourself. That's maybe the good news, maybe the bad news. You need your own roadmap. You need a plan. You need a plan for your plans. Does that make sense? You need to have a plan for the protocols. What if the protocol you're doing right now doesn't work? Do you have a plan B in mind? So that's the type of thing that we're going to talk about today. Okay. So I would actually like to start... Well, I guess a little bit offshoot of that um, and talk about uh, A, creating a master plan, but B, talk about, remember in the beginning, there was a woman who was uh, using uh, cannabis and CDC oil to- CBC. CBC. I did say CDC. Yes, CBC oil to help manage her C- line. B- I said it again. D oil. CBD oil. Cannabinoid. <laughs> Cannabinoid. There, there we go. go. Yes. Cannabinoid oil to help manage her Lyme symptoms. And you mentioned, you tied it in with acupuncture. You were saying that it supports the wood element. And I was wondering if you could talk about that for a little bit. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you for bringing that up. So, Another thing that brought me to this phase in dealing with patients in my own clinic is Lyme disease, clobbers, what we acupuncturists call your gallbladder official or your gallbladder energy. And what does that do? What is that? (laughs) In one of the ancient texts, they describe the gallbladder energy as being in charge of discerning reality. Now, how many people out there with Lyme disease think it's that I am stuck in this bizarro world? Part of that is the gallbladder's inability to discern reality, like what works, what isn't. And we have this whole conversation. Well, I don't know if I'm feeling better or not. There's so much confusion. A lot of that confusion is physiological. It's your ability to think clearly. It's a version of brain fog. It's a specific type of brain fog. It's gallbladder brain fog. <laughs> Not your gallbladder that stores the bile, but your gall this gallbladder function. 
one of the characters. So in Chinese medicine, there are 12 officials, there are 12 organs, and they each have a description of a job that would have been done in the Chinese court. And the gallbladder's job, one of them, is to be the scout for the army. So the scout goes out, looks around, tells you what's everything, what roads are clear. It's like your, your GPS map that says, don't take Route 98 this morning because there's a traffic jam here. Go around to Route 87. So that's what the gallbladder does. Now, imagine if you don't have that function, then you're just, you're either so confused you don't do anything or you just keep bumping into things because reality is going to smack you in the head. So that's another reason why you need to consciously pull back and make a plan and spend some time making plans. Plans are tough. That's why we don't do them. And they change a lot. So there's like, what's the point of having a plan if everything's going to be different all the time? Well, the point of having a plan is that you know what your next step is. Even if what's do next step isn't clear, then the next step is to get clear. The other thing you can do with a plan is go on an information diet. Now that sounds why do we need an radical. information diet? That's part of the overwhelm problem. See, in the absence of a plan and knowing, okay, I'm going to do the Cowden protocol and that doesn't work, I'm going to do biocidin. And if that doesn't work, I'm going to call Greg Lee and get custom liposomal essential oils. So you have plan A, plan B, plan C. In the absence of that, you're just doing plan A and then you're researching and researching and researching the 10,000, now there are 100,000 things out there because so many people have gotten into the Lyme space. So there's just so many overwhelming options that you can research for the rest of your life. And again, if you're a bit confused, if you're a bit brain fog, if you're a bit tired, then you just get sucked in. I mean, that's what the internet's designed to do, suck you in. Facebook, even more so. They're putting new ads in there in front of you all the time about all the new great Lyme stuff or health stuff there because they know that you're sick. They can tell by what you click on. Facebook is big brother. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the important part of it. And really, the first thing you have to do is realize you've been parachuted into a deep, dark forest and you are lost. Now, maybe some of you out there aren't lost and you have a plan. God bless you. Good on you. Keep doing, Keep what, you're doing, doing. what you're doing. But I, I, I would bet that you don't have each of the nine steps that we're going to go over today. And, and the other thing is the first part of getting a plan is deciding that you're sick of being sick and you're going to take charge. That's step one. And I don't know how many interviews we've done with doctors who've had Lyme, with lay people who have Lyme. At some point, there's always this magic moment where they realize, hey, I'm the one who has to be in charge here. Yeah. And that is really step zero. That's not even on the nine steps of the Lyme journey. That's step zero. You have to start there. Otherwise, you're just going to be bounced around. Yep. Yeah, you can, you can be almost finished being sick or you can be completely bed-bound and unable to do anything. But the moment you decide to do that, so many of these stories where you get that, okay, I'm done with this, that puts you into the right mindset almost. 
And it suddenly turns into a hero's journey, which is another thing that we hear a lot about with our, with the interviews that we do, that this turning point turns into this, this quest almost. Yes, exactly. And it is a quest. It is exactly a hero's journey that you're on. And wouldn't it be nice if you had a roadmap, roadmap to help you get out of the middle of this deep, dark forest? And it's an adventure. You're going to have setbacks. You're going to have challenges. You're going to meet helpful people. You may meet some unhelpful people, (laughs) right? This is a hero's journey. Yeah. Nothing's ever easy, but it always works out in the end. So there's hope. Let's go over. We kind of give you a broad brush overview. Let's go over the three steps in the first phase, which to remind you is the reboot. So. The reboot phase, really, we said step zero is sick of being sick. It's like, okay, I got to do something. All right, you're going to do something. Now what do I do? The immediate thrownness is to go grab a protocol somewhere. But I'm telling you, that's not the first thing you need to do. The first thing you need to do is create a plan. And we're going to give you the outline of the plan here. So that's kind of a meta thing. So the first, the first step is to make the nine steps. <laughs> and this will be downloadable. If you go to our website, LimeNinjaRadio.com, we'll have a big link there. You can click on that, download this to make it easier. And we will be including more frameworks, checklists, lists of resources, things like that. So you can really get a handle on these nine individual steps and the different ideals in there. We're not going to tell you what to do. We're going to tell you how to do it and when to do it. Yes. All right. So the first step, master plan. Part of the master plan is I've got bad news. You need a budget. And that's something that we do not talk about at all. At all. And it's frustrating We all know that insurance only covers part of it, right? And some people have resources, whether they mortgage their house, whether they have money in the bank, where they have a lot of income coming in, a rich uncle, whatever. Some people have resources and some people don't have a lot. So there's no point if you're really pinched for pennies that you're researching a resort in Mexico that's $10,000 a week. Thank you. Something like that. Right? Maybe the place to start is how to make your own herbs, how to make your own essential oils, maybe how to make your own essential oil liposomal remedies, mm-hmm. things like that, things that are in your budget. Or part of your plan needs to be how are you going to do the fundraiser to make? And we're going to bring on guests to cover some of this because I think this is really essential and something that everybody steps over. I've something not heard that any we sure doctor. have stepped Absolutely. over for a while yeah. because we didn't know how to deal with it. Exactly. Because we, again, we're just trying, well, let's, what's the magic protocol that's going to, you know, been searching for the magic protocol now for four, four years. years. There isn't one. You need a plan because you're going to have to try lots of different things to heal you. So anyway, so we're going to bring on guests to help you figure out how to make a budget that's simple and easy to follow and that works and is easy to stick with. And we're going to try and find people who are experts in fundraising. I mean, you see the pancake dinner flyers 
everywhere, right? And then you see the GoFundMe stuff, but the, the GoFundMe, unless you have a community who's you can bring to there to help you, just putting up a help me button online really is not going to raise a whole lot of money. You have to go out there and sell your story and sell your stuff self. But there are organizations organizations in your community that give money to people who need it. And you have a compelling reason. And there's no reason why you can't get out there and tell your story or have an advocate for you go tell your story. So that's step one, master plan. Step two is what we call the Mindset matrix. The mindset matrix. So what is the mindset? Uh, hang on. I'm going to take off my watch here because I think it's rattling in the background. And I know some of you can hear those clicks from like 100 miles away. So sorry if that's been bothering you. Okay. The watch is off. I've been waving my hands around. And there's <laughs> little click, click, click. So I apologize for that. Yeah. So the mindset matrix is, is again, is about putting yourself in the position of a hero and Getting that hero's journey mindset. It is. And clearing out some of the emotional baggage so you can think clearly and move forward. We've heard stories of people simply transforming their experience of Lyme disease and how they're feeling just by getting their emotions right and their mental phase right. So might as well start there. That you can do on the cheap. That you can do yourself with a couple books maybe listening to things, maybe praying, things like that. We'll Again, we have had quite a few interviews in this realm, and we'll bring more guests on with that to help get your mind right. Remember Marty Tuin, right? Yeah. And she had gone through so many things with Lyme disease, on and on and on, seen so many people, so many supplements, and finally she did the neural retraining program. The neural retraining program, exactly right. And she says that – flipped her completely. So if you have your brain in a flight or fight, fight or flight, there we go, not flight or fight, I guess you can go either way, state, and it won't calm down, then all the supplements in the world, all the healing protocols in the world might not touch it. So sometimes the place to start is there. We've heard stories of people going on to spiritual retreats and that being a turning point for them. Get your mind right. That's step two, mindset matrix. And then the third piece of the reboot part is diagnostics. And I know they're expensive and a lot of us skimp on them. If you, again, and we have to get appropriate type of diagnostics based on your budget, but you need to know what you're dealing with. Do you have a fungal infection? Do you have co-infection? If so, which ones? Is your viral load over the top? Yeah. We have so many, again, we have so many interviewees who come in and they said, you know, I never, I was getting better, I was getting better, I was getting better. And then I hit a stalling point. But that stalling point happened because they were still dealing with an undiagnosed infection. They were dealing with parasites. They were dealing with severe mold issue. They were dealing with a yeast overgrowth. And it's, I feel for them because these things come out, you know, in these things come out of the blue if you're not looking for them. And so, Yes, you have Lyme disease. Yes, maybe your doctor had the foresight to test for a good set of co-infections as well. But if you're not taking into account 
everything, then you really, you're not even, you're back to square one again. You need to know what you're dealing with. And yeah. there are other alternative ways to do that. You can do some muscle testing. You can use your intuition based on what you've read and learned about these things. You can do something like a Zytoscan or there are other electric scans out there that can give you an idea of what you might be dealing with. In addition, up front, depending on where you are in your journey, I mean, if you're just diagnosed with Lyme disease, the first thing to do is just let's see if we can't get your immune system back online, reduce the bacterial load in there. And if anything else is going on, another con uh, infection, a parasite like Babesia, let's reduce that. And then if things don't get better, then you can loop back and look at some other things like, do you have oxalates? Do you have a heavy metal problem? But if you're deeper into your Lyme journey and you're stumbling around and you've just been trying to kill, kill, kill with antibiotics and just doing heavier and heavier doses or longer and longer doses, and you're not getting much better, you have to loop back and say, okay, what else is here? That's why this is a 360 de degree diagnosis. You really have to look all the way around. Is it heavy metals? Like we said, is it oxalates? Is it a uh, subclinical porphyria? Is it iron dysregulation like Morley Robbins talks about? Is it some genetic nutrition blockage or genetic pathway blockage that we're talking about? You know, MTHFR or a nitric oxide issue or a glutathione issue in your genes? Is it a nutrition issue? Right? Is it a gut issue? Like what, what is it that's holding you back there? And it's important to circle back and do those things. It's not just about killing bugs. So that brings us on to phase two, the remove phase. And we've broken that into three steps as well. And those three steps are the pre-treatment checklist. Treatment plans. And progress report. It's critical to get ready for treatment. If your detoxification pathways aren't open, matter of fact, we just interviewed Dr. Jay Davidson. He's the man who runs the Lyme summits, right? He's interviewed everybody and their sister and knows so much about Lyme disease. He's an awesome, awesome guest. And his main point in the interview was get your bile flow opening so you can your body can take out the trash. So that's just one of the things you need to do to be able to move forward. If you're not, if your bile isn't flowing from your liver into your intestines, then all the detoxification and glutathione and killing bugs, all that stuff isn't going to help. It's going to make things worse. And no, it's not a Herxheimer. It's you slowly poisoning yourself. So we need to put together a checklist of what you need to do. Get, to get your, your diet right. Ready get your sleep right. Get your diet right. Get your gut right. Yep. Get your head right. All these things should be in place. Now, some of this can be done at the same time a little bit, but really you need to make sure these other functions are working before you go off and trying to kill bugs. So if you're trying antibiotics and you feel terrible each time and saying, yeah, I'm herxing, it's a great thing. Yeah, that maybe you're killing bugs or maybe you're just poisoning yourself. And if you're not getting better over months or over years, you really need to go back. This is also why you need a plan and a framework. But step two is the treatment plans. That's, you already know about this. All the million different ways there are now to kill bugs, fungus, mold, parasites, 
viruses. You find somebody, they will have a plan. <laughs> right. You know, it's the UV light. It's the infrared saunas. It's the heat hyperbaric therapy. Oxygen. Hyperbaric oxygen. Electronic stuff, you know, electroacupuncture, herbs, essential oils, antibiotics of all type, types. Just chemotherapy. The list, chemotherapy, right. You know, it goes on and on and on. So that we're not going to spend a whole time, a lot of time there. But then at the end of that, they need a progress report. It's like you need to know, okay, this is going to take three months and then let's reevaluate here. And don't get sucked in by a practitioner who says, oh, well, let's just keep doing it or let's do more of it. If it's not working, it's not working. Don't waste your time or your precious money on it. Yes, go back and to the diagnostic page. You got to go backwards. But if all your eggs are in one protocol basket, then you hang on for dear life because it's the only thing you got. Yeah. I have to keep moving forward. Right? Like a shark. If you don't, if stop, shark stops swimming, it's going to die. So when we're desperate like that, we have to keep moving forward just to feel like we're making some progress. But we just may be walking forward on a treadmill. There may be a treadmill yep. or quicksand in the middle of this dark forest we've been dropped into. And we're a lot of activity, but we're not getting anywhere or we're just going in circles. Yep. So it's critical as part of this remove phase, this middle phase is to assess your project and progress and one way we have to do that is the lyme symptom tracker i'm really proud of that tool lots of people are using it if you haven't started again go to our website lymeninjuradio.com it's free to use it takes about three four minutes to fill out once a month fill it out and you will get a score a summary score and you can see where this score is going up down or staying the same. If it's staying the same, you need to reassess. If it's going up, you definitely need to reassess. And if it's going down, then keep on the path that you're going. But you need some tool to be able to do that. We think once a month is right because you start getting too many data points and you just get noise, especially if you're doing something once a day. It's too confusing. Once a week, maybe. But that, again, there can be just variations based on the moon, you know, people at Parasite talk about the main hormone fluctuations, who knows, a party or some some outside events, maybe some tragedy happened in your life. There are too many things week to week, but month to month we feel is a is a good compromise. Enough information to make a decision, but not too much to be overwhelming. Yeah. And I actually want to go back to treatment plans very quickly and talk again about what you said about putting your eggs in one basket and because... Because we don't have a plan, people with Lyme disease don't have a plan, because we're a little bit unsure of the things to go forward, because we know that we have to get better, but we're not quite sure how to do it, um, we go back to um, pinning, doing all of this research, doing this exhaustive research and taking that plunge and, oh my gosh, this is going to be the thing, this is going to be the magic thing that turns everything around. And sometimes it is, but what happens when that isn't? You're devastated. Yes. 
It's one of the, the low points where you put all your hope and maybe all your money too into a treatment protocol and it doesn't work. Now, if you have an overarching plan, if you have a Lyme journey roadmap, you have a fallback position. You have a fallback protocol. If this doesn't work, you're going to do the next one. So you can keep moving forward. Even though it's a setback, the hero's journey continues. The story moves forward. But if you don't, then everything comes to a grinding halt. And being stuck like that is devastating. We need small wins to keep our brain happy, to keep our soul happy, to keep our spirit happy. Okay, so we've gone through the reboot phase. We've gone through the remove phase. So just to remind you, reboot was you need a master plan with a budget, the mindset matrix, get your mind right. And your emotions right. 360-degree diagnostics on the remove phase. We've got the pre-treatment checklist. Make sure that your body's right to receive treatment. Have a plan for treatments and uh, the treatment plans and backups in case that one plan doesn't work. And then at the end of it, you get a progress report so you can actually see how you're doing, if you're getting better, if you're getting worse, if you need to go back to and find another treatment plan. Okay. Reboot, remove. The third phase is restore. And again, we're going to have the uh, nice graphic for this roadmap available on the website, and we will be filling in more as we go along. Promise. This is so much what's needed. It's probably going to end up being a book. This is is probably what needs to happen. We finally figured out our book, Aurora. Yeah. All right. So the restore phase. The first phase, and this is a, we've heard this other places too, so we've stole this phrase too, is think outside the tick. If you've gotten to the point where either through testing, you know, going back to your progress report, or through intuition, maybe the Zyto scan that we're talking about, and you feel like you're on top of the infections, but you're still not feeling good. We interviewed quite a few people in the past year whose struggle has been not Lyme disease anymore. It's dealing with the fallout from the Lyme disease. They're so depleted. Their bodies are so out of whack that they still end up in the emergency room. But it's not a Lyme flare. It's truly something else. Oxalates. For Erin, it was her potassium levels. And inflammation, and, right, mass inflammation, cell activation. Mass cell activation, things like that. So again, this is almost like going back to the 360-degree diagnostics, but we kind of take out the infections, all those infections we've talked about, because we know they're clear. So we're you take another look at, you know, is there a heavy metal issue? Is there a genetic nutrition issue? Is there an oxalate issue? Is there an iron metabolism issue? Is there a histamine issue? Is there a histamine issue? Is there a brainwave issue where things are just stuck in some way? Is it an emotional block? You know, is it unexpressed grief that's keeping you stuck? So again, think outside the tick. But this is once where you get a sense that, you know what? I don't feel infected anymore. It's something else. It's an important turning point on the restore. 
And some people actually, you know, they get through and the, the bugs are killed off, whatever's inside them, and they start feeling great. So you can quickly go through the restore phase, the thinking outside the tick. You know, what do you need to do? Maybe some nutrition changes, maybe some genetic nutrition, and just just move along right there. Get back to exercising and get strong. Some people can move through this quickly, but for some people, this is the key where they're stuck in recovery. So it's an important, important step that cannot be skipped. The next step after thinking outside the tick is to finish strong. One of the things that happens when you start to feel better, and I know some of you out there have done this, is you stop taking your fill-in-the-blank, your glutathione, your vitamin C, your vitamin pea protein e. powder, your B, whatever it would be. What was it with Erin? She stopped taking cod liver oil. Can't blame her for that. However, it was the thing that was keeping her going. We get bored as human beings. We're feeling good. It's like, I don't need to take that stuff. And usually, the further... you on you are, the longer it takes to feel bad. So it might be a week or 10 days or two weeks before you start feeling bad after you stop your liver capsules or your cod liver oil or your bee pollen, whatever it is that's keeping you going. So it's so important to stay strong and keep that going for a while. Probably a year after you start feeling good is just to stay with what you're doing to feel good. And then you can experiment on cutting back. You've worked so hard on figuring out what works to get yourself healthy again. Don't shoot yourself in the foot by... (laughs) By just forgetting. Yeah, or stopping. It's like, "Ah, I don't need that anymore. And look, you know, so so we... we, Look, the truth is we all do this. I do that. Guilty. I, I, I turned around and realized I hadn't taken... Vitamin D out there. And if morally you're listening, you're probably going to say, yeah, good for you. But anyway, so I, I take vitamin D. And I think I was beginning to suffer from a little bit of no sunshine up here in central New York. So I started taking my D again. And I do feel a little bit better. So you know, it's so we all do it. You need a framework. You need a list in front of you to remind you to keep taking stuff. Okay, enough on that. The last thing, and I think this also is a super critical piece that nobody ever talks about in protocols, is the post, what we call the post Lyme survival guide. What's that? Yes. <laughs> you want to know, Aurora? I do too. <laughs> Being chronically sick and healing, we go through extraordinary measures. Our friendships change. Our friendships within families change. Who we interact with change. We get rid of people who annoy us. We surround ourselves with people who support us. The real world, the world outside Lyme disease, isn't that way. There are lots of annoying people out in the world, right? Going to work every day is stressful. And we forget about these things. There needs to be a plan to re-enter into the daily stress of commuting, having a boss, struggling with new friends or making new friends or replacing the ones or trying to rebuild relationships. There's so many things that once you're feeling better, you want to get back to. And I think a lot of it is we we have the memories of the way things were, but the way things were when they fell apart, it took years to put those back together. It's going to take you some time. So I think we need to 
create realistic expectations for how to re-enter. Now, the other thing about re-entering is once you start feeling better, it's like these aren't necessarily sequential. You may start doing the post-Lyme survival guide part, you know, right about the same time that you're doing the finish strong strategy. They may be happening in parallel. So it's not necessarily meant to be that you have to finish this one step before the next, but these are critical steps in the Lyme journey. And then once you're back in the world, you declare yourself Lyme free. And I know maybe the Lyme's still in your cartilage. Maybe you're still carrying it. We don't know yet. Their tests are coming soon where we will know for sure what the deal is with that. You know, maybe there's one still in there. It can reinfect you given time and stress. And that's part of kind of the survival guide as well is maybe you should once a year do a cleanse or do some type of herbal antibiotic therapy for a month or some type of fasting to support you to keep Lyme free, keep on top of Lyme. But we can be, as opposed to Lyme-free, like there's zero Lyme in you, it's free from Lyme disease, free from being under the boot of Lyme disease, as opposed to being clear of the disease. So that's the distinction there. We're not you're promising. You're in control of your yeah, life. Lyme disease is exactly. not in control Exactly. You, you've thrown off Lyme disease. You no longer, that's no longer your total identity. You've moved on. You, maybe you're advocating. Maybe you're doing, you got lots of energy like Paula Jackson Jones and Angel, and they're putting on the Midcoast Lame, Midcoast Maine Lyme conference. And we're going to be speaking there too. We're going to be rolling this out there too. So let's wrap it up here. Let me just go one more time over this. So there's three phases, reboot, remove, and restore. And within those, there's subsections. You know, the the reboot side, there's the master plan, the mindset mindset matrix, the 360 diagnostics, Aurora on the remove side. We've got the pre-treatment checklist. We've got treatment plans and progress report. And last phase, the restore Think outside the tick, finish strong strategy, and the post-Lyme survival guide. I'm going to be presenting, like I said, at the Midcoast Maine Lyme Conference. Come out, listen to what we've got to say. We'll have some more handouts at that point, I'm hoping. No, we definitely will. That's like, a what, six weeks off? We'll yeah, have, we'll, we'll have. We'll have more stuff there. And eventually, this is going to be a book. In the meantime, go to LymeNinjaRadio.com, look for the link. We'll have it there available for you. Just download it and we'll go from there. I hope you found this as exciting as I think it is. When I first had the brainwave that, oh my goodness, nobody's got a plan. Just everything fell into place. And matter of fact, last little thing I want to go over, Aurora, is that we are going to be going through our archives and reorganizing the archives in these nine steps. Yeah. So if you can say, okay, I'm working on step number one, making a plan, you can, you're going to be able to go to Lime Ninja Radio and find three or four, five or six interviews about this and materials about how to make a plan, how to make a budget. It's yeah. going to be awesome. And then once you do that, then you go on to the next step, get your mindset right. And get those things done and listen to interviews about people who've done that and have tools to do that. It can help you do that. And then go on to how do I get the diagnostics? Well, here's what you can do for the diagnostics. And I promise we will have different interventions for different price points. Maybe we need to put like little dollar signs like they do with the menus, right? Yeah. <laughs> like $1, $2, $3, right? Yeah. And 
there's no shame in that. You know, if if you don't have a massive budget, you don't go to a Michelin three-star restaurant. You know, you go to the local You go to the Wings local joint. Yeah. Yes. The Clinton Ale House. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and have Utica greens and chicken wings. Because that's what we did last night. Yes. My point is that there's a way through for everybody, and we're going to cover that. Yep. And I just wanted to say one more thing to wrap <laughs> things up. We've had a few people uh, write in and ask us, you know, I really like the, it's very informative, but what do I do? And this is when you first started talking about creating a Lyme journey roadmap. This is the first time I felt good about something that we can offer people, something concrete that we can do that will be helpful for almost everybody who listens to it. Yes. Again, we're not going to be telling you what to do, but we're going to be telling you how to do it and when to do it. Yes. Aurora, thanks for joining me in this conversation. Hope everybody got a ton out of this. Again, LimeNinjaRadio.com and look for the Lime Journey Roadmap. If you like what we're doing here at Lime Ninja Radio, hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. And if you really like what we're doing, leave us a review on your podcast app. It helps us reach more people like you. And if you really, really like what we're doing here at Lime Ninja Radio, share this podcast with a friend. You just might save their life. Do you have any feedback, suggestions for guests, really anything? Send an email to feedback at LimeNinjaRadio.com. And last, as you longtime Lime Ninjas know, this podcast would not be complete unless we left you with the Lime Ninja fact of the day. Did you know ninjas can eat peanut butter with a straw? Lime Ninja Radio is a purely public broadcast and is not intended to be personalized medical advice for any individual's specific situation. Each individual's medical situation is unique and Lime Ninja Radio should not be relied upon and or considered as personalized medical advice. Lime Ninja Radio is not licensed to render medical advice and should be considered simply the public opinion of Lime Ninja Radio and its guests. Recommendations on specific treatment options are not intended to address any listener's particular medical situation. As always, contact your physician before considering any new treatment.